Hey friends, this is Josh Blair, and I'm the pastor of Central Valley Church, and this is our podcast. My prayer for the message you hear today is that it will inspire you and encourage you to walk closer with Jesus this week. If you want to stay connected with us, please check us out at CBC Madera, both on Facebook and Instagram. And you can check out our YouTube channel, Central Valley Church. So you guys are going through the uh, Bible together as a church, uh, which is which is awesome. Um, and you guys just concluded in Deuteronomy, which was the last of five books known as the Torah or the law. And now we will be transitioning from that collection of books um, into uh, a, a new collection of books. And this, this collection of books is known as the historical books. And these books span over nearly a millennium. And it's, it provides the history of when the Israelites entered into Canaan and then the return, uh, all the way until the return of Zion, um, which is the, the Jewish people returning back to the land of Israel after their Babylonian exile. And Joshua is the first book of 12 um, that explains how the Israelites entered into Canaan. Now, specifically, the book of Joshua is about Joshua, and it's about um, him, him taking on this new position, this new role in life. And Joshua actually started off, he was an, uh, an Egyptian slave who actually trained under Moses, and he was appointed by God to take this leadership role. Now, don't worry, you guys don't have to turn very far in your Bibles because uh, I'm only going to be in chapter 1. Um, now, I know uh, Pastor Josh told us to read through 1 through 10, but I actually got lazy after I got through the first chapter, and I just stopped there. <laughs> but, no, I, I, I just, I, I think that the first chapter of Joshua was very, it was a very pivotal point uh, for the Israelites and also for Joshua himself, because... Uh, because Moses was such a, he was such a, a great symbol of hope, you know, for people at that time. And so to lose somebody like that, um, just before they start to move into what seems like an impossible feat of moving, in, moving into Canaan and, and taking this promised land, um, for both the Israelites and for Joshua had to, be, had to be difficult, had to be a little discouraging. Um, so I'd like to start with a question, a couple questions actually. Um, is there anybody in your life that is sort of a, uh, 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 like you look up to spiritually? Uh, a parent, a friend, a coworker, a boss, um, you know, the, uh, a guy down the street that you watch on the corner? That's weird. But, um, um, and, 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 and what does that relationship look like? Um, are you being set up? Are, are they setting you up spiritually for success, or are they going? Are they going to be causing you to maybe fail? Um, maybe maybe it's the other way around. Maybe you're that person. Maybe you're the person that that somebody's looking up to, and and maybe you're the person that is supposed to be investing in these people. How how are you investing? Are you investing well? Maybe not. Maybe a little bit. So I'm going to pray before we really jump into it. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you will be with this message today. Um, I pray that you'll be with me as I 
as I relay your message to your people, Lord. I pray that your people will be open, um, open uh, with soft hearts, Lord, and ears to hear. And I pray that we, we can learn something from this. We can, we can get something out of this message, Lord, that can help further your kingdom, Father. I pray that you just be with us in our readings today. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So if you'd like to follow me, I'm actually going to be reading out of, uh, I'm going to be reading the first chapter of Joshua, and it's going to be the first uh, nine verses. Uh, if not, you can just sit comfortably in your chair and do nothing. It's fine, too. Uh, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over the Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I had promised to Moses, from the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory." No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right hand or to the left. That you, may be, uh, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate, it on, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that it is written. Um, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Um, oh my goodness, got that in there. So the 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 title of my um, the title of my chapter, at least in my Bible, says God commissions Joshua. Now Joshua was actually already somewhat of a leader. He was actually the military leader of the Israelites, and he was actually considered one of the greatest military leaders in history. Um, but, but we aren't here to give Joshua all the credit. Um, uh, to say Joshua did all this on his own would be a huge mistake. Um, what we can credit to Joshua, though, was his amazing rock-solid faith he had in the Lord. Uh, we see a couple examples of Joshua's faith in the text. Um, one of them being uh, when he goes up against Amalek and his people, uh, which Amalek and his people were pretty aggressive people, and they didn't like the Israelites. So, so they, they were going to be going into this battle, and Moses asked Joshua to go out and fight these people in this battle. And he told Joshua, as long as I hold up my staff, the Lord will give you this victory. And Joshua, he, he, he doesn't seem to he doesn't seem to resist at all. You know, it doesn't specify in the Bible if he how his 
reaction was to what Moses was asking them to do. But nonetheless, Joshua believed, he had faith that he was going to be given this victory. So he entered that battlefield and he fought these people. And he was given the victory. Um, another example of Joshua's faith is, uh, and everybody knows this one, is the, uh, the 12 spies. And um, Joshua was sent out with uh, another 11, and, and he sees the same thing, right? I mean, he sees the same thing as everybody else. And I got to give a little shout out to Caleb, too. Right? But they came back seeing that the Canaanite people were strong, they were powerful, they were fierce. But one of the things that Josh and Caleb did differently was that they had faith. They had faith that their God was stronger. They had faith that their God was more powerful. And they were not going to be afraid of anybody because their faith in the Lord and what the, the, the Lord's promises is, 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 where they were, is where they were resonated. See, our faith, I think that our faith can, can make or break us um, spiritually. For that spiritual success, right, it, it, it could make or break you. If Joshua had weak faith, if he went in there and kind of felt the same way as all the other spies, he probably would have had the same fate as the other ten spies. If he went in there doubting that he was going to be given that victory against the Amalek people, he probably wouldn't have been considered one of the greatest military leaders in history. Um, but I, but I just want to I just want to reiterate and I just want to make something clear that that it's not about Joshua. It, it's about what Joshua believed in. It's about his faith. I mean, his faith was so strong um, in what the Lord was doing in his life. You know, and that's where we need to find ourselves. Back in verse 2, the Lord says, Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given it to you, just as I had promised to Moses. See, Joshua understood that. Joshua believed in that. Joshua, Joshua heard those promises and said, I won't let nothing stand in my way because this is my God and he's the one that's going to be giving me that victory. See, the Lord wants us to be successful. The Lord wants us to, 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 to strengthen our faith. And, 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 he, and the, the way to do that is to have faith in him and give him that, that access, you know. Uh, nowadays, as New Testament people, right, it's having faith in Jesus. In Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Do you think that when he said good works, he meant we were going to be defeated? The Lord doesn't want us to be defeated. Like I said, he wants us to be successful. Um, when, when he says good works, he, he, he meant it. Now, now, God said in verse 5 of Joshua, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, 
so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that a good spot to be in, right? And the Lord's telling us that. Now I'm going to be real with you all, okay? Because since I barely know any of you, you know. But I sort of struggle with some of that. I sort of struggle with with having the power, the the, the power that the Lord gives us. You know, my my faith in Jesus, my faith that Jesus is is my Savior, and and he saved me from, he saved a sinner like me from death. I believe in that, but. You know, coming up here, I was talking to my wife about it yesterday. I was like, I was so nervous in what I was trying to write. You know, I was trying to write this, trying to write up this, uh, this message. And, and the first time I, read, I wrote it down, it was, I, I prayed over it, you know, and, and the Lord gave me this message, gave me this, this message. And then, and then I tried to rewrite it again, you know, and it was sort of like I took it into my own hands because as people, we want to rationalize things. We want to, like, make sense of it, you know, and I'm, a, I'm that type of person where I got to, like, see it work, see it happening. But the, the Lord asks us to trust him. In, in this first chapter, uh, it talks about uh, God's power, and, and it, 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 talk, it says the phrase, be strong and courageous, four times. And four times, it seems almost like, you know, if it repeats itself, it's almost like a billboard, like, look at me, look at me, right? So I looked into it. So I started thinking about the phrase, be strong and courageous. So my first thought, be strong, right? Well, I work out every day. Pretty strong. Check, right? Um, and, and then the second word, right? Be courageous. Be courageous. I'm thinking to myself, how, how have I been courageous? Well, then I thought about the time that I stood up to my wife and I was right. She was wrong. <laughs> Check. Although, at the end, I I probably actually was wrong, but that's besides the point. Obviously, these are worldly thoughts of, you know, in my own head of of what these words mean, and it's it's a joke. I'm just, you know. But until I actually, I wanted to understand the word itself, so I actually looked this word up, these couple words up, and and I feel that the Lord kind of moved me in this direction, and... um, and wanted me to fully understand what that, what the, what he was sort of telling Joshua in, in, in that time. Uh, besides needing Joshua to be physically strong, uh, to move into the land of Canaan, to take over this land, and, and and to lead these people, he needed Joshua to be mentally strong. And because after. He uses the phrase, be strong and courageous. It was followed with, do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I mean, that's hard to latch on to. When you're in, a, when you're in the middle of a, something going on in your life, it's usually not the first thought that comes to your head. You know, oh, Lord, you tell me you're with me. I can get through this. It's usually us trying to take it into our own hands. You know? So I looked up the word strong. And this is just Webster Dictionary. Yeah, nothing fancy. I think I Googled it. Um, and the word strong, there was, a, there was a few different words. There was a few different definitions. Uh, one of them being powerfully affecting the mind, senses, or emotions. See, God was asking Joshua, be strong. Be strong. Um, 
And then the next word, courageous, which courageous actually only has one definition as far as like what I was reading and what I saw. And the definition of courageous is not deterred by danger or pain, brave. Now, if anybody's dumb like me, uh, you didn't fully understand what deterred meant. So the Lord, the Lord kind of moved me into checking on that word. What does this word mean? Looking up the word deterred, it says, the definition is discourage, discourage, discouraging someone from doing something by installing doubt or fear of the consequences. See, what we see here is the Lord is saying to Joshua, do not allow my mission, the mission that I have given to you, to be deterred by anybody. Not the Canaanites, not the Jewish people, nobody. I need you to be strong. Your calling that I have implemented into your life should not be discouraged by doubt or fear. <clears throat> be strong and courageous and allow the Lord to guide your steps. What an amazing encouragement there. Um, I, I, I found this, I came across this, uh, this, uh, this word uh, in the daily meditation. And they had a quote on there, and it says, To be courageous means that it doesn't matter how ferocious the enemy is. You are f so fully focused on the fact that you will defeat them and you are preoccupied with that thought and nothing else. I'm just going to read this again because there's, there's a lot of power in that saying. To be courageous means that it doesn't matter how ferocious the enemy is. You are so fully focused on the fact that you will defeat them. You are preoccupied with that thought and nothing else. You see, the Lord gives us power. He gives us that kind of power to think. Like, I, you know, I got this because the Lord's got this. So some of you might be out there thinking, well, okay, good for Joshua, right? Strong faith, good for him, right? Well, like I said, I struggle with that kind of faith. But I think that that kind of faith, to have that kind of uh, powerful faith, it, it's, it's sort of to me as like a muscle, right? A muscle, you have to build it up. A muscle has to be exercised. It has to be used. It has to be, it has to be, you have to be constantly testing the limit of it and, and pushing through that. You can't, you can't build a stronger muscle by just being fed all the time, by just feeding it, you know, because to, to build a muscle, you need the nutrients from food, right? We need the nutrients from, from the word. But just feeding a muscle doesn't help build it up. Yeah, you're getting plenty of nutrients to it. But how are you using it? How are you building it? I've tried, I've tried to build muscle just by eating. Doesn't work. Um, doesn't work. You just eat a lot, and then it doesn't. And so, but also along with building that muscle, building that 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 strength, it there there comes with it is some patience. You know, uh, patience and enduring through 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 trial and error, and that's that's enduring through. You know, the exercise you write up on the board that you don't really want to do. But it's enduring through that. It's getting through that and building that up. And it's being consistent. You know, has anybody worked out for a week and then took a week off and then tried to do the same workout? 
doesn't look like that. Um, And one of the things, another thing about um, building muscle and building uh, endurance and stuff is is you never reach a point of limitation. You know, it, it can always get stronger, always getting stronger. And I believe that's the same with our faith. I don't think there's a peak, right? I don't think you get to a point where you're like, I got it, figured out, we're good. Now I'm gonna go out and use it. it, it it's constantly gonna be built up. And I, looking at what we're reading in chapter one, I'm seeing that Joshua was doing this before he was commissioned into his role of leadership. Um, Joshua spent time with Moses um, and he was being trained up. Like I was saying, God chose him and, and, and he followed Moses around and was being trained up and, and it kind of shows us how to do that. Um, the Bible says that Joshua was an assistant to Moses. But what we sort of see happening here is uh, discipleship. Uh, we see, I like to think of discipleship as an apprenticeship. Now, for my company that I work for, we have a lot of apprenticeship opportunities. Um, you could do a lot of different things. I ended up in the uh, gas control technician. That's what I am, and that means nothing to any of you. But, um, but a gas control tech is a three-year apprenticeship. Now, in this three-year apprenticeship, you're actually doing life with what we call a journeyman. And I say doing life because for three years, that's eight hours a day where I'm literally in a truck driving around with this journeyman. And, and it's different journeymen. You know, you can, you can have different journeymen, but for the most part, you stick with one guy. Um, I mean, I was with those guys more than I was with my family because I was learning from them. So how the apprenticeship works is it, it's like you, you enter into this, uh, this position where, where your job is solely to, for the first third of it, it's solely just to ask questions and watch. You're watching everything that apprentice is doing or the journeyman is doing. And, and you're watching how they, they do maintenance you're watching how they troubleshoot things when they have issues. You're watching how they deal with customers, everything. And, and you're asking lots of questions. Well, you should be asking lots of questions, or you won't last in the apprenticeship. But you're asking a lot of questions to just understand it, understand what they're doing, how they're doing it, why they're doing it this way. Um, and then, and then the, the next third of it, it's sort of like now you're doing and you're asking questions. So we go out to a job site, and I'm given the paperwork, and it's like, here you go. The journeyman's telling me, you go do, you go do this job, whatever the job is. It could be anything from, from big rig stations to just, turn, just operating a little valve in the street. And it's my duty to go out there and learn by doing. Um, this whole apprenticeship, you don't not do something because... The intention is for you to do it, get your hands on it, to learn how to use it, and to strengthen that skill. And um, so, so you get into so you get into this where you're where you're where you're doing it now, and the journeyman is right there beside you the whole time. He doesn't walk away. Uh, we have a one to one ratio where he has to be able to touch you. He has to be able to literally reach out and stop you if you do something. 
So he follows along with you and, and he trains you up and he teaches you and you ask him a question and he, he just shows you how to do it and, and he's there for you. And that's, that's, this is sort of the structure that we see with Joshua and Moses. You know, Joshua comes under Moses' wing. Joshua uh, is now the apprentice. And he's coming in and he's seeing how Joshua's doing, or he's seeing how Moses is doing things, how he's treating people, how he's talking to the Lord. Um, there, there was an instance in there where uh, it talks about in the Bible when uh, Moses used to go to the tent and he used to go to the tent of meetings and he used to, he used to go in and he used to talk to the Lord. And the cloud would come down so nobody could really get in there with him and he would talk. And Joshua would follow him, but he'd be outside the tent. When Moses got done and he left and went back to wherever he was at, Joshua would stay. Joshua would stay and he would linger in God's presence. He wanted to constantly work that muscle. He wanted to constantly build that skill. You know, he wanted to, he wanted to constantly move forward and learn about this God of the universe. Because he believed in the God of the universe. Um, so, so, yeah, so you get through this journeyman, and then after the journeyman, after you get out, you get out and you do your own thing. Like, you get sent off, and now you're just working with these other journeymen. When you finally become a journeyman, you're working with these other journeymen, and then you also get apprentices. You also get apprentices come in, and, and now they're kind of under your wing. So Moses, Moses was sort of a foreshadow of Christ. Okay, and Joshua, we can say, was sort of a foreshadow of ourselves. And we learn from Moses, and, and, and Joshua is learning from Moses how to be more Christ-like. And we have plenty of people around us. We have plenty of journeymen around us that we can be going to and, 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 and to strengthen our faith. Um, in Paul, it says, in first in Paul, in Paul Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11:1 1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ you want strong and courageous faith you need to put it to work you need to use it you need to flex that muscle i wasn't born to be a gas control tech up until 4 or 5 years ago i didn't even know what a gas control tech was and and uh and so I keep talking about gas control tech. Um, I've been listening to Josh's uh, podcast for a while. And I hear a lot of references towards beekeeping. So I figured I'd uh, use an example of beekeeping just for the people who have fallen asleep on me. Because I think that he's caused you guys to uh, respond better to beekeeping. So a beekeeper, right, is that's a generational thing. Um, I've seen plenty of I've seen plenty of people show up to Kevin's house buying more bees, and they they call him I don't I don't call him he's the, their terms a backyard beekeeper because they're buying more bees because they don't know what they're doing right they're they're buying these bees and they just die off they come buy more bees and Kevin's more than willing to you know give them more but it's it's a it's a generational thing and they're building each other up and they're they're investing into the next generation. They're showing them how it's done. They're showing them what the bees are telling them. They're showing them when, they, when they're hungry or, or when they need um, to, be, to be fixed up. Now, I don't, I don't, you know, I just live in the middle of them. I don't fully pay attention. 
but I'm hoping that I brought some people back to the mic again. Don't raise your hands, though. I don't want you to. I don't want to. <laughs> so the Lord sort of put on my heart was a few things that can possibly help us out with learning more and being more like Christ and, and building up that, that, that spiritual muscle. Um, the first thing that we, uh, that we should be doing is we should be choosing wisely who is actually going to be our mentor. You know, um, choosing this person is, is pretty important. Um, you you want to choose somebody who's pretty solid, you know. You, you, you don't want somebody, you don't want to choose somebody just because they kind of seem cool, you know, or they're, or they're good looking or they have a cool uh, shirt on. <laughs> the palm tree shirt they have. So you don't want to be doing that. You know, you, you want to pick somebody who's, who's solid, somebody who, who you can look up to and, and you know they're not, gonna, they're not going to uh, steer you the wrong way. Like I said, your spiritual success, you know, what, where are they taking you in life? Um, and, and also for the, um, also for the leaders, because... I've worked under plenty of journeymen. There, there, there were some journeymen that were great trainers. I had one journeyman. Um, you could barely understand him, but, man, he was a great journeyman. And, uh, and, and then I've also had journeymen who didn't care. They, they didn't even realize I was in their truck, right? So, so you can choose wrong, you know? I've had, I've had leaders who have, who've, who've led bad, and they probably, hopefully they're not watching, but... Um, because you don't want to be, as a leader, you don't want to be justifying things. You know, you don't want to be showing shortcuts because there is no shortcut in our faith. You know, you're hot or cold. You know, there's no, there's no lukewarm. Um, the second thing that I'd like to kind of talk about is is we should be doing life together, and we should be doing it often. Being being a disciple, it's hard to it's hard to disciple each other and, and to be uh, uh, do, having a relationship if it's not being built, right? If you don't, if you don't build a relationship with somebody, you're not going to, it's going to be hard for you to tell them that hard stuff that you're going through. You know, we got we to gotta be able to peel back those layers and, and, and knock down those guards that are holding us back from, from spilling out what we have issues with. You know, I, I just told you guys that I don't have faith in the power of Jesus. That's horrible, right? But I'm up here telling you guys because I'm working on it, you know? And, and, and I think that that's a really important thing is, is to build those relationships. Having that relationship is, is so important to, to being able to get through things, to being vulnerable enough to, to talk about those negative things that are affecting your, your walk with Christ. Um, Jesus shows us a few examples of this in his ministry um, because he chose these disciples uh, he chose a, a, the specific, uh, specific disciples to share his life with. And he opened up to these guys. He, he shared everything, and, and he didn't hold nothing back. And, you know, that's, that's something, that's a, that's a great example of how we should be together, sharing life together. Um, now, I, I got a few, uh, there's, this is closing, I'm closing now with, with the third thing. Uh, th- this is the last thing that, that the Lord kind of put on my heart, and I feel like it was 
I chose it last because it's it's a really important, I think it's sort of like the glue that kind of holds everything together here. It, it's kind of the, the thing that brings it all together and makes it all sort of like make sense. When I was an apprentice, doing my apprenticeship, I wasn't there for the journeyman. You know, the, 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 my intentions were not on the journeyman. My intentions were my career. My intentions were building up my skill set in, in my new trade that I'm in and, and strengthening that. Joshua's, Joshua's intentions were not on Moses. Joshua believed in the God, of God of the universe. He believed in his promises, and that was his intention. And discipleship is something we do together so that we could build each other up, so that we could strengthen each other. Where's your heart at? You know, where are your intentions? Where's your, what's your mindset on? See, we get, sometimes we get stagnant, you know, and, and breaking through uh, that, that time, breaking, getting out of that spiritual rut that we sometimes get in is, is hard to do on your own. It's almost, it's, I mean, it's hard to do on your own. And you need that discipleship to build up that faith. And we need to be vulnerable, too. We need to be able to come together as a church, as a community, and, and, and work these things out. Um, so the fourth, so in there, it, in the first chapter, it, it used that, that phrase four times. And the last time it was used, it was used by the Israelites. And they were telling Josh, Josh had already been told by the Lord to be strong and courageous three times, and then the Israelites told him. And I feel like it was sort of like representing them accepting Joshua as, as their leader to, to lead them into this, to this promised land. And uh, they tell him to be strong and courageous. So Joshua, in this moment, he's taken that opportunity that he was invested into by Moses when he was being trained up. He was being invested to, and now he's turning around, and he's investing into the Israelites. See, that's how this works. We work together. We build each other up so that we could build up the next generation of people. Like, like Paul said, though, disciple. Uh, Discipling each other is imitating Christ. So the, the, the main purpose of this whole thing is building each other up in, in, in what looks to us like Christ. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this, for this chance to come together and this chance to learn. Lord, I pray that you be with everybody out here. I pray that you be with everybody in this church, Lord. I pray that you, you continue to help them to have that, that heart, that intentions, you know, of, of living for you, Lord. You are our Savior. Um, and, and we need to bring each other up and disciple each other to build that strong faith. We need that strong faith in our life. Being spiritually successful is much greater than being worldly successful. Lord, I pray that you just be with us. You be with the church. Uh, you be with us as we go out into this world and, and, and we share what we've learned and, and, and what we go through in church, Lord. 
the rest of the world. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. We all need courageous faith. The beautiful part that I heard Tyler share so beautifully this morning is that we don't do it on our own. God doesn't call, call us to be courageous on our own. The famous saying, no, no person is an island to yourself. And the beautiful thing is that God has called you to be courageous, but he's put the person next to you and the person in front of you and behind you to help you be courageous. He, he's put us here together as the body. This beautiful thing called the church, we do this together. Why? Because we cannot do it on our own. So I love that. God told Joshua, be courageous, strong and courageous. Then the congregation turned around and said, be strong and courageous. Why? Because we need to look at each other and say, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. You're going through something, be strong and courageous. You can do it. God is with you. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't turned his back on you. Beautiful words. Beautiful message for all of us to hear. We do it in community. Amen. love his word. We love how he can speak to us from a text that is thousands of years old, and yet it speaks directly to where we are right now and to what you might be struggling with, and maybe you feel isolated, maybe you feel lonely, maybe you feel like you're struggling and you're wondering, how am I supposed to do this? And then we hear a message today that says, look to your left, look to your right. These people are here for you, to help you and walk with you so you don't have to do it alone. So let's exercise that muscle of strong faith. Let's get stronger. Let's do it together. Amen. I want to pray uh, with you this morning as we respond to this message and to this word that God is wanting you to be courageous and wanting to help you. Uh, but the first part of this is knowing Jesus. You have to have a relationship with Jesus to be built up in Jesus. So with every head bowed, every eye closed this morning, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus where you've not only put your belief in him, but you are also obeying him. Jesus says, my sheep know my voice. They obey. I think, I, I think that our society doesn't have an issue with Jesus as much as they have an issue with obeying Jesus. We can have people who say they believe in something, but yet it's a bigger thing to submit to it. Oh, yeah, I love Jesus. Yeah, he's great, but I don't want to listen to him. That's where the issue comes in. Are you willing to obey? Are you, are you not only putting your trust in Jesus, but you're believing him and you're obeying his voice? If that's you this morning and you say, I want to put my heart in Jesus' hands. I want to be a follower of Jesus and I want to obey his voice. I want to belong to him. If that's you this morning, you've never submitted your heart to Jesus or given your life to him. On the count of three, I want to pray with you this morning. Say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to be a part of his body, a part of his church, so I can see what it's like to have this kind of faith, this courageous, bold faith. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, two, three, right now. Would you raise your hand? Say, Pastor, would you pray for me? see that hand. 
Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for listening to this message. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel to hear past episodes. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate it and share it with your friends and help us out a lot. If you're interested in supporting the ministry of Central Valley Church, go to cbcmadera.churchcenter.com.